the last episode for the season of Living in the Past. We are a 90s podcast that goes through a month of the 90s every week. This is our bonus, 12th bonus episode for the season. And my co-host Ben is right here. Hello. This is like a season review. We're going to do, we've got top five lists of our favorite movies and our favorite Did you just uh, pick at mine or were you looking at something else? No, no, I was looking okay. at something else. All right. And then... Um, just going to go through like a few of the few of the highlights, lowlights, and uh, then there's a bunch of uh, information about next season as well. So, going to be a good episode. Um, how have you been? I've been very well. Thank you for asking me, Paul. How have you been? Also, good. <laughs> That's good. Good. Uh, let's get into. Well, firstly, this season was good. Now like, the but, small talk is taken care. Yeah, there's our, our small talk. Yeah, there's no living in it now, so I didn't give it. Crap! What you've been listening to? <laughs> oh. um, is this season compared to the nineteen ninety? Um, I thought like there was more stuff that's sort of relevant to us. Like, obviously, we had the two big albums, like Ten and Nevermind, came out. Um, the movies got gradually better. They didn't have that eighties yeah. sheen to them. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but there was, there was still like I mean. No landmark events. Like there's like a few that sort of come up and come up there. Yeah, like leading up to it, it felt like ninety one was just gonna blow ninety out of the water. And there was moments where it did, but looking back I'm like, was it that much better? We started off in January and we like we obviously did the Golden Boys talk. Go, <laughs> we, go, go, we started Boys off talk. in January, yeah. We started off in January, yeah. The start of the year. Um I mean the best thing about this season for me obviously is the introduction of the Law and Order Minutes. So I mean like highlight of the year right there yeah i mean i know there's been a lot of uh questions about it we're not sure if it will come back it's, <laughs> it's coming back yeah. <laughs> we'll see uh we went through the video games and the tv shows and our bonus episodes oh yeah um remember creepy patrick bergen from sleeping with the enemy yeah <laughs> man cannot drink out of, a t- no. <laughs> out of a fountain those things are hard to deal with to be fair yeah uh and we like uh we Going into we got into some decent music then. That's when Dinosaur Junior came out, and um, <laughs> this is the thing that sort of blew me away because I was looking back through some of my notes. It was March when I first um, mentioned "Fading Like a Flower" by Roxanne. Wow, <laughs> how long did that go for? <laughs> I mentioned "Days of Thunder" like twice <laughs> and got reamed for it. Oh my lord! Yeah, so that was um, six months of rock set. Also, uh, did it, it didn't even come out in nineteen ninety one, did it? It did. Didn't the album come out in nineteen ninety? No, no, it came out in nineteen ninety one. They also one of my favorite all time bits is when the um, the alternative casting for Jim Morrison um, from the Doors. Yeah, <laughs> that there's was... so many stories like that through the nineties of yeah. like the list of actors that I I would like to find out how close they got to them. Or if it's just like someone scribbled on a piece of paper, like, ask these people. Um, and all of them were like, no. We're going to make them us. Get Al Pacino. <laughs> it's like, he's never going to do it. It's like, we'll ask him. It's smoking. <laughs> oh, I'm smoking over here. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible, Al Pacino. Yes, you know, I'm well, not Bill Hader. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, in uh, the April episode, uh, our friend Nita Kay returned to talk about anything that wasn't the 90s. Um, and I fell in love with Lenny Kravitz's penis. What do you mean, fell in love? Love is a strong word. You got thumped over the face with Lenny Kravitz's penis. Did As you like that, Lenny? <laughs> Lenny says yes. Uh, then we had um, our friend uh, Danny Dubois on for um, some uh, uh, 
Thelma Lovin. Well, some Thelma Lovin and also some... Um, or Louise Lovin. I always forget which one's which. <laughs> um, and also the horses came oh, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some Daryl Braithwaite Lovin. Uh, we also had in um, June, um, big love for... Um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was said way too many times. This it was. Uh, Prince of Thieves and also... Um, the start of us talking about everything I do or do a few of that was that stuck around for a while. As it should. Um, Banger. One of the <laughs> Um our friend still asked um what's the movie equivalent of the word banger. Because he was he watched Chef and he said it was awesome. It was Is like, it MASH? Bang, bang, what? Is it MASH? That could be MASH, yeah. I, I just said banger's universal. <laughs> I mean it should be, but uh, uh let's we, ma- let's make MASH happen. <laughs> Okay, so banger, bangers for for music, mashes for movies. It's not gonna, it's not gonna work at all. But I'm gonna stick with it. Let's, let's try it. Let's 1992. Yeah. If if there's a good film, it's mash. It's mash. Not the TV show. Not the TV. Fucking horrible. <laughs> I hated it. You remember coming home from school and mash was on? I liked it. What the fuck. I liked it. Uh, when will this nightmare end? No, it's it's. I'm sat on the floor with my cordial, my salt and vinegar flavored chips, and I want to watch something on TV. Get Why? this garbage off. So you can put some garbage in your mouth and salt and vinegar chips. What the hell are you? What the hell's wrong with you? Salt and vinegar chips. English people like it's like oh, it's let's get best. let's get a snack and make it the worst possible. How is salt and vinegar the worst? It is is it is a offensive taste to the mouth? Salt and vinegar. They're salt, the I'm fine with. I'm a, I'm I'm a, I'm an original salt chip guy. You're full. <laughs> There's a Red Rock salt and vinegar chip. I ate it. It burnt my throat. Yeah, Red Rock's no good. Red Rock's I, too much. I was like, "This is this is how is this a chip? This is acid." You know what I used to do? You're gonna possibly you vomit. Dip, you dipped it in the quarter, didn't you? Uh, occasionally, but worse than that, and I still occasionally do it to this day with Pringles because I feel like they're designed for it. Don't don't give me that face. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I would lick them before I eat them. <laughs> Because you just get like all flavor. Oh, that's just, I can imagine you doing that too. I'm sure I've done it in front of you. Yeah. I have no shame in it. It's quite enjoyable. Which is weird though, because then when you eat it, like the flavor's kind of gone, but the flavor's so heavy on your tongue. What's that movie where like they're showing a close, I think it was a movie or TV show where they're showing a close up of some guy like eating, he's like licking his fingers as well. Like it's like, is it more rats with the. Pretzels? Yes, that's what I'm imagining it's doing. It's just like, <laughs> they're a little melty. <laughs> oh, man, stink bomb. Um, uh, in July, we had uh, Axel Rose um, inciting a riot and also um, uh, regarding Henry Broke My Heart, that it wasn't the movie that I thought it was. Did we also have Axel Rose last year fighting David Bowie? Yes, we do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I messaged you during the week because I found a uh, YouTube channel that was doing a lot of Conan 90s clips. I didn't watch it yet. There's a, um, there's a David Bowie one where it's, it does all his interviews as well. And that was pretty good. Like, they, they is on there quite a few. I um, saw Conan put up a Bowie interview recently. Yeah. And it was good, like a little clip of one. Is it the one where he just sings a lullaby? He sings Major Tom to him or oh. Space Oddity to him. Sorry. Oh, is that when um, Conan's got the guitar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. string breaks. <laughs> yeah. But there was a point, Bowie's about to make a joke. Yeah. And then I think his string breaks and the moment gets lost. I'm like, no, but uh, 
David was going to say something. He says, now it's like, gone. Like, you broke your G-string. <laughs> um, he, say, he says that he sings to his daughter. Um, and he sings Hickory Dickory Dock. But he sings things as, as David Bowie's like, Hickory Dickory Dock. <laughs> <laughs> um, the clock strikes one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in August, we welcome back um, our good friend um, Andy Golding, who does the music for the podcast, to ruin Metallica. That yeah. was fun. Um, that was a good time. Yeah. And ruin wrestling. A little bit of wrestling, yeah. You know, every now and then, I consider bringing some wrestling in pre you or post I think we should do it as a... By the way, little tidbit, mm? new music coming next uh, season. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. um, he also... Uh, we also did the 10 track by track. That was a good time. We also did a Nirvana one early in the in the year. Uh, September, we had our uh, Mark Snow from Crackle and, Pop, Crackle and Pop Records doing his first um, guest jaunt. Um, and also, thank you for the um, donation of some vinyl that um, has been won and has been delivered. Yes. Yep. I know that one has been received. I can't wait to hear about one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> uh, we it's also, free, yeah. Um, October, uh, we had your partner Laura on. Um, yes, talking about uh, still in the double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And before that, we also, um, well, after that, we also had a spooky episode. Our first, um, uh, spooky. was it spooky or is it just sad? Sad and spooky. Again, apologies to people for uh, how much fun we had during that episode. Wasn't supposed to be a fun episode. If I didn't get an email about it, it's not offended anyone, so it's fine. It's not offensive if no one's offended. Yep. <laughs> uh, we did the stupidest thing we've ever done and did a watch along with Ernest Scared Stupid. Is that the stupidest thing we've done? How uh, do you feel about having not watched that beforehand? Do you wish that you had? No. I'm actually... <laughs> <laughs> I think I would I wish I'd never watched it at all. <laughs> um, having said that, it was, a, it was a fun... That was a fun time for me. Like, I... We did a Point Break episode early in the season, which was also fun. But these these ones, um, to take a peek behind the curtain, I don't edit those ones. I basically do the start, the end, and do a little bit of like sort of adding on, adding on. But like, I don't listen to it again because I'm just like, well, it's a watch along. You can't. I can't. I can't Otherwise, it. it's not a watch along. Yeah. So it's like you know, that's that was cool. That reminded me of um, a little bit of radio where it's like you know, can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> can't so stop. Like, won't stop. Yeah. So um, there was moments during the film where I I wish that I'd watched it or could actually w- properly watch it and take it in. Yeah. But then by the end, like it's all obvious what has happened and it's. I yeah. think with then it's stupid too. Is like we were thinking that one. That one people probably aren't going to be watching along with it. They're just going to be listening to the episode. You got to make it entertaining. So it's like, yeah, I think it was good. I'm amazed that anyone chose that to listen to that, that and the Point Break one have both like. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Decent, people? decent numbers on them. I'm like, wow. I was like, yeah, I was really happy with that. I gotta say that, like, doing it, it reminded me of uh, in primary school where you used to go around to friends' house and if we stayed up late enough and there'd be terrible like daytime shows, but on at night when they're just the garbage ones, and we would mute it and we would try and double the voices. <laughs> it was Very the best time. Style. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in November we had the condom stories. That was fun. Yeah, it um, was. <laughs> Is there gonna be more of those? Probably. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, we also had um, uh, our good friend Donny Calabria come on and talk about family movies on um, our November bonus. And some reality TV. And some reality TV. Um, apologies again to Ben Gillies and his partner, his psychic partner. What are we apologizing for? 
Uh, I was. I called her a bimbo. You did. I did. But I also laughed with the fact that she's a psychic. I also did. (laughs) (laughs) Apology for that one. (laughs) I'm Um, sure they're lovely people. And then my wife came on for her annual uh, December episode and um, we talked a shitload about JFK. So good times had by all. By all. By one. (laughs) Good times had by Paul. (laughs) Um, But... So what and that do, brings us here. Yeah, what we do every year is we we have a um a top uh, five. I this time I'm like, I could have done top ten lists. Next year and the year after, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna struggle to keep it as a top five. Okay, <laughs> but is your top five? So I think last year when we were like handing out awards or doing top fives, it was trying to base more around something new. Yeah, like, this time I've just done it by pref- like preference. Oh. Yeah, because like, I, I was thinking of that and I'm like, nah, because there's just too much. Like, there's certain things in these lists that I can't not put in those li- in a top five list for 1991. Oh, no. Also, you just don't, done all new? Yeah, I've, I've done the opposite. Well, not quite the opposite, but I've... Oh, okay. Let's just I've go. broadened my horizons. Oh, look, having said that, there's some stuff in here that were first watches that have gone into my top five. So Okay. Uh, so we're going to do movies first, and I'll. St- well, do you want to start? I think I think I started last time, so you go first for your okay. top top five. Uh, so num- number five, my number five, number five. Don't be disappointed with me. <laughs> I'm still yet to finish it, but I know it's in there. But I only get the number five swap because I know this is how it was at the time, and this is how they spoke, and this is how they acted. But there's some questionable material. JFK. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Boss <laughs> president. Oh no. Uh look, and that that whole thing almost ruins the movie for him because in that split second of him saying, "Oh no, I feel like he doesn't give a shit about the president." <laughs> and then he spends the rest of his life ruins his marriage, ruins his family to find out who did it. Do you think that was a, the last day of shooting? It's like they just Oh, we forgot to shoot the thing where we tell Jim Garrison that the president's actually being shot. It's like, all right, get back in there, I th- Kevin. Maybe he just can't do two accents. words. He like, just can't do accents. He needs like a sentence. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. If he had like a, ah, oh, well, golly, that's just no good. <laughs> I would believe it, but, oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, look, that's my number five. It's a fantastic film. It is. It is a fantastic film. But um, it's, there's a lot of men. F word. Yeah, it's, Some, 60, it's, it's in the 60s. That's though. what I mean, like, it's recreated as it was at the time, but still... I feel if Kevin Bacon says it, it's okay. What <laughs> if Joe Pesci says it? Yeah, well, he sort of tells... Cause, uh. I suppose, is he supposed to be gay, or is he yeah, yeah, positive? That's why he, or, yeah, mm, I don't know. Yeah, grey areas. Grey areas. Um, we've got the, we forgot the whole bit about Joe Pesci and the... Um, this is a... Riddle wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in an enigma. Bit that, and then um, Milhouse does it in The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're through the looking glass here, people. Again, like another Simpsons joke that just. There's so many JFK stuff in there. Um, my number five is Grand Canyon. From December? Yeah. That no one watched or knows what it was? Yeah, because I just liked. Is this where Steve Martin gets shot? Yes. Right. Um, I like those, like, I was talking to someone else about this the other day and he's like, I said, 
I watched this movie called Grand Canyon. He's like, what is it? I'm like, oh, it's one of those movies where like all these in, um, stories into intercut with each other. And he's like, I fucking hate movies like that. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I like him. <laughs> and I don't like, you know, and I know like everyone sort of goes to their, their, their first thing is like Crash. Yep. Um, I'm not talking about Crash. Like I, I, I know that Crash has its problems, but like. Does it? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't believe I liked it, but I haven't watched it again. Oh. So. I watched it after I'd seen the other films that had copied that style. I, I just kind of like, I mean, this is like sort of, you know, even Tarantino's got that sort of intertwining stories and lots of mm. stuff. Um, I just think it was probably more what I needed at the time. It was like, it's not, nothing huge happens in it, but like the performances are really nice. It's a really nice movie to watch. Like it's just got, it's got a bit of sort of philosophizing on life. Um, it's interesting. It's, it's pretty emotional. Um, and I think I was pleasantly surprised. Out of all the movies that I had first watches of this season, it was one of the ones that like um, uh, that I really enjoyed and like. No, I think I'll, I'll, I want to buy this and watch it again. Did you go into watching it knowing anything about? I it? I knew nothing. Oh, I knew I knew that Steve Martin was in it, and I knew that. Um, oh, because it's um directed by Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote Raiders of Lost Ark, um, Return of the Jedi. Not st- oh yeah, so yeah. Um, so he's he's written a few movies too. So um, yeah. Uh, so if you if you haven't heard, give it a chance. Grand Canyon, you'll uh, you'll be happy. What's your number four? So I said at the start how mine was like, uh, not typical stuff that I knew would be in there. Mm. Having said that, I'm gonna back up my uh, Costner. Okay. Because Robin Hood is just so good. <laughs> it's bangers and mash. It's oh okay, whoa. That okay. film is yeah, bangers yeah. and mash. Because you got the music and the movie, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It didn't make my top five. Fair enough. Like I, I was surprised because I was like, it, it, it's in like honorable mentions, but I'm just like, I don't know. I've I had been... others that I that could have made it in. Like uh, I have honorable mentions. Well, I've only really listed one, but there's others that. I watched as a kid. I can watch again as an adult, but this one probably stood out for being a quality film. Yeah. Okay. Not just not just nostalgia. Like, it's a good movie. Yeah, and it's um. I mean, you could probably put it in there just on the strength of um the song, <laughs> and of Alan Rickman. I was so, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. like the cast, the song, and to me, there's not really been there's no other good Robin Hoods. Okay. I don't. I don't go for oh, any I mean, other Robin Hood. Yeah, I mean, as we said, the, like as, apart from the Fox one, it was good. I don't think I've seen it. The Disney one. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was my favorite. It's probably still my favorite Disney movie. Uh, I think we did enough on Robin Hood though. So if, if you want your number four, okay, my number four is The Fisher King. Oh. And I want another first watch. Um, Mark uh, Snow was uh, he. Very did he end up going and finishing it? I don't think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Fair um, I think it's good because it's a it's a really good film about uh, it's got a lot to do with like trauma and dealing with like that and also mental illness and, and the homeless issue and all that stuff and it, it is weird and it is um, like it's not something you could just chuck on whenever like you need to be sort of in the. Mood Does it deal it. with those things in a good way? Yeah, like it's got that thing like. Um, there's a there's a red knight that sort of follows Robin Williams around, and every time he sort of becomes has like an episode, like he sees this red knight sort of like riding off in the distance, and like that's apparently it was like supposed to signify like his wife being shot, and that's the blood 
exploding out when after being, she being shot. Like so, this red knight's got like all these like sort of like red drapes running off it and all that sort of stuff. It's actually really really cool, like really sort of uh, spectacular when when, it, when, yeah. it's, when it's running. But it's just yeah, like the, it, there is there is a moment in it where it's like oh man, like it's, <laughs> it's getting very very weird. But um. Yeah, I'm glad I watched it and uh, another another really good first watch that um, I was just pleasantly surprised by. I would not have picked that. I'm here to surprise you. What's number three? My number three, I don't think any of us would have picked, um, but my now 90s crush had to get it in there somewhere. You don't do it. It's not Sleeping with the Enemy, is it's it? It's Sleeping with the Enemy. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I get your Julia Roberts thing, but man, that's a... That's not a great movie. It's not a great movie, but it's just such like a classic daytime easy watch. It is. It's, it's it like is, a nice steady going. It is a Saturday afternoon watch. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it's an hour and a half, whatever it is. Get it feels like first, an episode or something. Get through the first 20 minutes of like, you know, him beating the crap out of her. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not fun to watch. But like, it's a good story. <laughs> it moves along. It's just, I like movies with a good pace where it's just, they're into the story, and here we go. You like and then movies it's over. where he puts his hands in the toilet, then doesn't wash them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I like the Seinfeld episode too. Oh my god, that's oh. a clean house, though. I mean, it is like it would be. It would be very, very clean. And aside, from, I mean, there are those couple moments where Julie's like fucked up quite badly and not covered mm. her tracks. A, a bit frustrating. Yeah. But the movie's not going to work if she doesn't mess up. That lady from the YMCA just like shut, shut her mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so nine, my number three is Thelma and Louise. Ooh. Yeah. Um, had to be. I hadn't watched this one for a while. And when I did, I was just like... And it's not... I mean, I suppose these days you could be... Especially as like a... like white guy watching this like it's like oh you're doing it sort of for for woke points yep it's actually just a good movie like yeah. it is it is good like it's, it's it is a representation finally in the 90s of like females having decent roles and a decent um uh movie to be in but it's actually just a decent movie like it's, it's fun i could be wrong but i feel like at the time the movie wasn't made on the basis of like we need women in films. No. Or like, we need to score some points. It was just like, these, these, this is the story we got. These are the people we want to do it with. And like, let's just get this done. Um, having said like, you know, I love, I love Michael Madsen and I love Harvey Cartel in it. Um, it's just, I love Brad Pitt, baby Brad Pitt in it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So if you've never seen it, most people have, but mostly probably most people like me, like you've watched it, maybe half of it on late night television at some point. Sit back, watch it. Or you maybe haven't seen it for a long time. Yeah. and It's, it's worth a rewatch. It holds up so it much. It does. Yeah. All right, watch your number two. Um, again, I'm kind of backtrack on my, I'm just going to have new films because I couldn't not have Drop Dead Fred. Ah, nice. You can't, okay. I can't ignore Drop Dead Like regardless of honorable mentions. I didn't even see it. I forgot about it. Honorable mentions aside like Rick Mayo. That movie as a kid, it's just it, <laughs> growing up with that, and even watching it. I think last year was it went to the drive-in for it. Okay, it's, yep. I love. Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I mean, I was I had the hugest crush on Phoebe Cates too. So I was like, oh, I can't remember. I can't believe that I didn't put it in there. And the mother is just the worst, <laughs> and like you're all in on how horrible she is. Um, when I was trying to find, uh, 
I think I was just trying to find still photos for it for like one of the posts on Instagram and just like <laughs> the amount of just like there's just a plethora of like faint like great still shots like of him like wiping dog shit on the furniture <laughs> 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 or just like cobwebs and all that. It's just there's just so it's a, such a quotable film. And um, like I am somewhat a young ones and bottom fan. Yeah, but. And even the show he did with Greg Davies, I think it was Man Down. He's in. Oh yeah, he's he plays his dad, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, this is the ultimate Rick Mail for me. This is just he's one perfect. of my f- he's amazing. Favorite bits of that movie um, is the bit where he meets all his other yeah, other friends, room, other, yep. other um, imaginary friends. Like that bit where is where it gets like a little bit obscure. Is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, that and the hug at the end. Yeah. That kills me. And you're my Bella, Emma. <laughs> uh nice okay so it's not your number two or number one it is not wow okay uh my number two is silence of the lambs i forgot all about that uh i have to put on it because my list it's a movie that at all when uh when we were reviewing i think i said like we watch it every year at, mm. at least like once twice I went watching it again too. Like, you know, when you watch something for a purpose, like you just pay a little bit more attention. There's just, there's so, and not, not to get like a wanky film school, but like, you know, the bit where she's in the funeral home and they've obviously mounted the camera. So like when she's looking around at all the cops, the camera's sort of panning up. So you feel very small from her point of view. Yep. And when they're looking back at her, they're kind of looking down at her. And like that way, they've sort of made it like you know that she's she's very much in a room full of tall men that aren't going to listen to her. But then she gets to clear the room. She's like, "All right, you know, get out of here." And they listen to her. Yeah, it's like that's one of my favorite parts of the film is just that they put you in that position, like you are Clarice at that point, and like you know you're looking up at all these guys. It's like, all right, either I can just be submissive or I can just like take charge because I'm the FBI agent. Yeah, I know if I can do it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All those little moments that you can kind of skim over and not notice of yeah. how well it's put together. And then, um, I mean, and just like James Gum, um, <laughs> that character is... Uh, when, like, I still get... When, when she goes to his house and he is looking, he's looking for like a, a card and you know what's going to happen. You know he's like, um, he knows who she is and she knows who he is. I still get tense in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's oh. definitely... It had to be in there, so yeah. I'm very curious as to what number one is. Okay. Number, what's your number one? I'm very... I'm, all, I'm so curious. Um, it could have been Point Break. Ooh. But it's not. Okay. Because Point Break was just dumb fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to disappoint, but it's Thelma and Louise. Hey, I kind of thought that that was going to yeah. be the other one or two for you. It's definitely my standout of the year and having not really watched it growing up, like yeah. it was on, sisters watched it, like it's on TV, you see it here and there, but like I've never sat and just taken it in. There's Hugh Sex in that movie that I just do not I did not remember. Like yeah. I was like I've even forgot Shooter McGavin was her husband. Yeah. I was like <laughs> It's just um But Gina Davis Again, like we mentioned in the episode where we watched it, just her range of the things that she was doing in the 90s. I, love, I don't know how well she was rated at the time. I love her journey in that movie of like sort of... Sweet and innocent. Doe, doe-eyed babe in the woods and it's like, and she's like blowing up petrol trucks. 
Yeah. Talk about Shimon Gavin. He's like actually the worst part of that movie. Like his. No, his... Harvey Keitel's slow motion run at the end is the worst part of the movie. That's bullshit. Um, <laughs> Shimon Gavin's like um, his character is almost comically misogynistic, and it's just like it's the only thing that I was like think that it kind of dated it because it's like. He, he was basically like doing like a redneck comedy tour. It's like, yeah, I don't like you. Go get my dinner and go get my beer. And it's just yeah. like, I don't know, man. You could have. He didn't have a lot of screen time, though. The best. Oh, I forgot to say that <laughs> at the time. Do you, remember, do you remember at the start? He's leaving the house and he's got that convertible. And there's these two guys working on the house. And he says something to him and he trips over. <laughs> oh, I didn't and then, But apparently he, that was actually him. He did it in real life it wasn't supposed to happen <laughs> and his reaction because he goes he's like he just starts yelling at these two um, guys working on the house and Ridley Scott said like oh that's awesome we're going to leave it in there so yeah but his, <laughs> his trip and I was like when I was watching I was like that was like a really like well timed trip I was like it was actually a trip <laughs> awesome <laughs> suck on that shooter uh, so my number one oh no <laughs> <laughs> it is jfk no yeah it is it's one of my no. favorite films of all time i has i had to do it i had to do it um i know if you want to i was trying want... to act surprised i don't know if oh, i'm not um <laughs> if you want to i mean just listen to december episode i'll i'll i gush about it so onto the music um <laughs> uh, i want to give some honorable mentions definitely uh people on the stairs loved it Ugh. kate fear loved it Ugh. boys in the hood loved it la boys story could have been grand canyon and that's really big for me because that's yeah. two steve martin films but i really liked la stories like um whimsy <laughs> uh and also prince of tides because it turned me around on nick nolte <laughs> i still haven't looked that up i don't know what it is it's um they they <laughs> they mentioned the Simpsons. You know the yeah. the um the bit where Marge is afraid of flying, oh. and she's like when when the wind says Lowenstein. Ah, oh, that's that's that. from Prince of Tides. Ah, oh. but God, just imagine Nick Nolte saying that he's like, when I go over a bridge in North Carolina, I hear the word Lowenstein. No way. Lowenstein. Is that the is that the code word? Steen. No, it's not. Okay. Oh yeah, a um, tr- trigger a uh, trigger memory, <laughs> trigger warning for that movie. There's something that happens about an hour in. Fucking. Mm. Um, shall we go through <laughs> what didn't make our lists of what came out that year, other than your honourable mentions? Uh, because yeah. it wasn't Terminator Two. Terminator Two was not on there. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think this is the thing. Okay, I think when I do a top five list for the year, it's got to be something that, like. I mean, Solace of the Lambs, um, I've watched probably about as much many times as Terminator 2, but like, there's, I've always found something different to like sort of um, latch onto. Terminator 2 is just, it's it's action. But I've, when I watched it again this year, it's just very... It's too obvious. Pedestrian. Yeah. 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 I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a snob. It's not, it's not that sort of thing. It's like... It's an all-time great film. Yeah. But I understand it's... why people like it, but like... A lot of people are like, oh, that's the best film ever. It's like, well, have you watched it recently? <laughs> it's just an Arnie film. Yeah. It's a great Arnie film, but it's still just an Arnie film. Yeah. Watch Commando. It's uh, you know, you know, yeah. watch Predator. Um, um, what else was there? I, cons- I considered Backdraft. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> just, just for fun. <laughs> just for giggles. Uh, Kindergarten Cop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Again, it's just an Arnie film, but it's a good one. It is a good one. Yeah. I mean, that could tussle with my Drop Dead Fred 
like he's the he's noted, I was like how how noticeably larger he is in that film he's compared huge. to the, yeah his total recall on Mars oh. like puffed puffed mm-hmm. face huge um Doc Hollywood I considered I look. You thought I was gonna say it, didn't you? I thought I was gonna say it. And I oh. was like, I was like, oh, I could probably put that in. Like, it'll definitely be in the top fifteen <laughs> or top twenty. Like, looking back, thinking back on it, like, I think there's bits in it that I really like. Um, one of my favorite bits is the the um, Woody Harrelson bit at the end with um, Ted dancing. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 not solid. No, yeah, no, it's not. Um, what else? Adam's family, nah, yeah, City Slickers, Be and the Beast, definitely not. No. <laughs> City Slickers probably would be in my top uh, top twenty as well. Like it's like yeah. City, City Slickers was would be near my top ten. I mean, if you went for a top twenty, you would very quickly run out of films that also came yeah. out that were watchable. I would say that like City Slickers <laughs> out of would will be closer to it because I I think I do have a very soft spot for. Billy Crystal. Yeah. And a lot of people And Daniel don't. Stern. And Daniel Stern, Obviously. yeah. Obviously. But not Bruno Kirby. <laughs> no. No, thank you. Mostly his character in that yeah. film. Uh, before we go on to our music and um, our top fives and also what's going on next season, we're going to take a break. All right? All right. I've got no biscuits this time. You can't have me. I actually thought about bringing some. Okay. All right. We'll see you in a sec. And we're back in for the last episode of the season. So we always do, we do we've done our top five movies and now we're going to do our top five albums. It's a pretty good year for music. Um, have you gone basic again? I haven't. Oh. You'll be surprised. You'll be pleasantly surprised. My, so it's not, I wasn't looking. Yeah, you were. I can't read upside down anyway. I can't, like, I, the thing is that, you know, there's going to be like, and I'm assuming it's yours too. There's going to be two that we know that are going to be in there. Is there? Well, my thing was like this. I like I've got some honorable mentions that I could easily like. It's one of those things. Like I don't think I could not put. We'll see how it goes. Like I, I just yeah, it was it was hard for me to like do a definitive top five of this year and not include like some obvious choices. It's hard not to do it and just not have September's releases. <laughs> yes. Um. So I'll go first this time because you went first for the movies. Um. My first one is the Dinosaur Junior Green Mind. Um. I know that you oh, weren't yeah. that. Bigger fan of it, but no. Um, I recently also watched because uh, for the '92 season, there's a movie that came out called The Year Punk Broke. It was. Um, yeah. Have you ever watched it? No. It's um, it's a Sonic Youth. Unless it's about when punk broke and they couldn't fix it and it was gone <laughs> forever. Well, it's actually no. It's actually a it's actually a, a Sonic Youth movie. Still, yeah. Um, where they went on a tour with Nirvana in oh. Europe. So you see, um, I think Nirvana they do. They show school, negative creep, smells like teen spirit, and endless nameless, like from um, European festivals. Yep. Man, if you don't like Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth, oh. do not watch this because oh, Thurston Moore likes Thurston Moore. Yeah, I can see a that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just tend to mute it and look at Kim Gordon the entire time. So, uh, but yeah, Dinosaur like, Junior like was on. The, they show a couple of Dinosaur Junior um, songs in there too, um, including um, the Wagon, which is one of my, the, the favorite song of this one. Um, yeah, it's not like 
I do like Dinosaur Jr. as a band. Um, I do like a lot of their songs sort of um, uh, after this. But yeah, this was this was a pleasant surprise. So yeah, Dinosaur Jr., Green Mind, my number five. What is on your... Um, I've just deleted my number five. Because I remembered one of my favorite songs of the year. Okay. Was on Teenage Fan Club's album. The, the band wagon Ask. Yeah. Okay. And the concept was... That was in... That's my banger. It's in my um uh, honorable mentions, yeah. Like that was uh, that's a good album. Like and, like they just get better and better. So yeah, it was. Wait. I was weighing up between that and Tragically Hip's Road Apples. Pretty good. Because I'm I'm not a Tragically Hip fan yet. Yeah. But they're definitely a band I can see myself getting more and more into. I'm excited because I feel like they could be a bridge, and I know this is going to be a, a tall order for you because a lot of people just disregard them when I say their name. They're, they're, they're a bridge to Cannon Crows, my friend. <sighs> They're a bridge. They're a rickety bridge. They're the bridge at the end of Temple of Doom. They're rickety. <laughs> okay. That's going to be, be fun to edit. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, but basically, there's there's only really two songs on that album that I really, really like. The rest is kind of filler, but... Yeah. A pair of bangers. There's a pair of bangers. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, definitely get check out. If you've never heard of um, uh, Bandmate... Band wagon esque, definitely give a go by Teenage Fan Club. My number four is <laughs> changing your mind. Super Chunk, no pocket oh. for Kitty. I was not gonna put like you know because that's that's a very sort of uh, it's, it's very me like it's it's yeah. But uh, as I said, like when it came out, um, because the other thing too is like a lot of times we don't have a chance to sort of really sort of go into the, especially if we've got a guest on like you want to keep everything rolling. So there's been, oh, yeah. there's been a couple of times where I've had like this big sense like I'm gonna talk talk all about this about Super Chunk and it's like I'm not gonna mention this like no one's no one's interested. No, no, they're really not. <laughs> but um, yeah, Super Chunk, um, a, a band that I found out about in the last couple of years, and I, I thought you'd always like them. No, no, I, I think I'm thinking of Super Suckers. Super Suckers, and that yeah, that, my my that's waning. Um, oh. But I think once I got into the Mountain Goats and the Mountain Goats are on the same record company as Super Chunk. And I remember hearing my brother playing them like um, in his room um, a bit. And they're just what... I wish I had found them sooner. I really do. Like they, You mean like when your brother was listening to them? Well, basically, <laughs> but I, I kind of wish that I, I, I was um, into this type of stuff sometimes more than like the real punk rock stuff. Because like this is like... it's It's got a bit more... Um, there's different... It's, it's not all like breakneck speed. Like there's a bit of like acoustic jangly stuff too. And it's just like, it's exactly what I'm into right now. So yeah, if you know, it's, it's, it's really cool, really fun. Super chunk, no pocket for kitty. Um, definitely give it a go. What's your number four? Uh, last time I mentioned this band, you went off on a tangent and got distracted and didn't seem to care, Okay, but I'm going to stick with it. It's the cults ceremony. Another the band. <laughs> nope. Another band like, like Tragically Hip, I feel they're a bridge. To Counting Crows. <laughs> if Temple of the Dog are a bridge to Counting Crows, okay. then apparently, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Because they're, again, one of those bands that I don't love yet, but yeah. like they've got this sound that I know that I would have loved at some point, and so there's this hole within me that they could go into. Okay. Potentially, they could go into it. There's no like standout tracks for me, but it just seems like a solid album, and like they're... I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be in the Rock and, Hall, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're okay. not for some reason. All right. 
Um, because controversy, uh, you know, white people. <laughs> I think that there's um there's a few um bands I've I've seen for next year that I'm like, man, I've always wanted to listen to that band, and now I've got the opportunity to like, you know, when you, <laughs> you didn't have the opportunity. Well, I did before, but like, but you know, it's like you know, you you hear these bands like, oh yeah, I should listen to them sometime. But now I've got an actual like excuse to like go and like sit down and listen to one of their albums, like this band called the Afghan Wigs. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I've never never really heard them, and um. The, the, one of their releases, I think, is the January of '92. So it's like I've been listening to that. I'm like, and they're good. one of those cult type following bands as well. Like they've been yeah. around forever. They've got a good following. But you wonder why, and like sometimes that can scare people off because it's like, oh, yeah. maybe it's too culty. Like, um, yeah. So we'll we'll um, the, and I'll tell you what, I didn't really realize Peter Gabriel came out with an album. Like I thought it was in all in the '80s, but you know that song Steam. Yes. Um, that song has been on. I've played that song like because I I did research for ninety two and that's when the album came out. I think every day since that time I've played the song "Steam" by Peter Gabriel at least once or twice a day. <laughs> nice, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Your we, number three. My number three is "Nevermind" by Nirvana. Basic. Look, <laughs> what can I do? I look. I was gonna put Bad Motor Finger in, but there's Ooh. just not enough on there. Super Unknown is like banger every track. Bad Motor Finger, mm. I feel like it does lull towards the end. Mm. I yeah. after searching with that one, my good eye open, like there's not a lot of good stuff. Growing flies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Again, could have been uh, replaced with um, a, a crowded house, Woodface, um, but it's not. It's just you know, like there's, there's it, it, there was it's five spots for the amount of albums that we had that could fill those spots yeah. is not enough. So it's like, and like to say that this this album didn't have um, an effect to me that is worthy of a top five spot is just gonna be bullshit. So like, I listened Ooh. to this album. So much. I played this album so much. I we talked about it for a goddamn hour, <laughs> <laughs> and we're still here. Yeah. So um, that is number number three. If you want to hear more about it, listen to our love fest um, earlier this season. What's your number three? I kind of went the other way, a little bit. Ten by Bill. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin's Solace. I nearly that was in that's an horrible yeah. that's an horrible mention. It's just nice. It's nice. It's just so nice. Um, it's, what's that song? Is it Path of, Path of Tears? I don't know. They're all the same to me, but I'm like, I can listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I um, that's there's a few songs from that album. Apparently, she doesn't play that album live. I was like looking into it. Like, there's like I don't know what was like reason behind it, but like, it's I I'd always like the, the only time I'd heard the Thurman McLaughlin before that really, I have to say, is um, she does a song in Toy Story Two. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say the uh, City of Angels. No, nah, when um uh, the song about Jesse being left behind. Don't know it. Okay. Um, All I knew before, I think, was ADI. ADI? ADI? I'm not sure about that. Hmm. Unless, it's, unless it's to do a Pixar, I got no <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm sure she... I don't know if it was that song. I'm sure... Royalties. you giving out tips now? Yep. Um, she had a song in City of Angels, the Nick Cage, Meg Ryan film. Why are you laughing? You know what Because it's like, if it's, it's not Iris, who gives a shit? That's all I was to see. Yeah, fair enough. I looked like Jumbo Jumbies. 
He looks like John Bon Jovi. He looks like a dirty He looks John like Bon Jovi crossed with Billy Ray Cyrus today. No, nah, he looks like Bon Jovi mixed with uh, uh, um, Bodie from Point Break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, uh, you're number two? Uh, Tribe Cool Quest, Low End Theory. Ah, of course. Uh I will say that my my love of nineties hip hip hop has waned a bit because like there's a lot and you hit it pretty hard. I hit it. Right, I think it was just I was just I, I think I was just happy to hit, listen to something that wasn't like the shit that I usually listen to. Yeah. Um, but this in particular, I think, um, and I don't know. Like, I mean, a lot of people say that like they they they're a bit more accessible than than other like rap groups, but like I just found this album. I listen to a song of it in my playlist, like probably like once a day. Like it's it's good. I need to be making more playlists, apparently. Because um, of, of the albums I've mentioned so far, other than when we were like doing the episodes, I haven't really listened to them again. Yeah, I think I, like I usually just I chuck probably them. use the playlist that you've made. <laughs> yep. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what is your number two? I'm quite upset that this hasn't made your five. Okay. And you're going to be upset as well. What? The Crash Test Dummies. The ghosts that haunt me. I do like that album, but I don't like it as much as their next one. Yeah, that's fair. So, I think uh, Superman, awesome song. Mm. Um, the Winter Song, awesome song. Like, There's a couple of things that it gets pretty... Not hokey but like it's a little bit you know middle, it, middle of the road it's not okay it's not better than any album that came out in september no but for someone who only knew the dumb and dumber song yeah i'm like my eyes are open to crash their dummies being more than one song yeah it's a solid album they're a really good band i'm so excited for you to hear the next one because there's lots of there's one song on there that i fucking it's the dumb and dumber song on there yeah <laughs> um both uh, the other one's not as good. What? The M- mm. Yeah, no, that's the good one. Then they had another one in the, the, on the soundtrack. Pe- the Battle of Peter Parkinson. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a cover too. Yeah. Um, uh, if I was going to put in like a sort of a fringe sort of uh, alternative band on there, it would have been um, the Spin Doctors. <laughs> I can't uh, believe you didn't. <laughs> didn't, get to, didn't get to do my spiel on them in a month that covered Pearl Jam's 10 and Metallica's Black, but... So what are you going to say now? What's your number one, Paul? When you had a chance to mention Spin Doctors, well, I didn't. It, like, but it got overshadowed by Pearl you know Jam. What? What's your I, number one? I, I, if can I just say because I didn't get to say it in the episode, "Pocket Full of Kryptonite" by the Spin Doctors <laughs> <laughs> is actually a pretty good album. If if like this is what I want you to do with like some nineties um, albums, look past the single, and you'll be pleasantly surprised because. Yes, Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss can't be wrongs on there, and Two Princes on there. But there's also like a really some really good stuff on there, and it's like it's just getting past the one that the record companies picked as to be. Like, because some of them, seriously, like there's a couple of albums that I, I I think we've mentioned. It almost seems like the single was manufactured in a separate factory, and they just yeah. said like, "Can you play this, and you can release the other stuff as well?" It's it's weird. Or um, like they've just so overworked making that a hit. Yeah. And everything else is just, you know, how it's meant to be. Yeah, like it just doesn't like doesn't fit. So yeah, I I'm with all sincerity, check out Pocket Full of Crypto by Spin Doctors is actually pretty good. Is it possible it doesn't fit because 
you've heard those two songs so many times. Yeah, and like you've already got a preconceived notion of what they mean, and like you know, it's that guy that goes. Is there a ghost in your house? Because your computer just turned on. Yes. Oh, nice, Phil. All right, come back in October, Phil. <laughs> uh, my number one. You're gonna you're gonna call me generic and silly. No, because I know it deserves to be there, and it should be my number one. But I'm trying to, you know. Broaden my horizons. It's it's ten by Pearl Jam. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> we know. What? We know. Yeah. Uh, I look. I, okay, if we're doing, if we're doing top fives on the basis of, of of the strongest album of the year, like this is the strongest album of the year. Yep. And I'm glad to to hear that it is this and not Nevermind. Yeah. Surprised that Nevermind wasn't too. Uh, yeah, I think that um, I just maybe I think I really like In Utero. Too. And I was like, I think I'm not, I'm not sure that the Nevermind's my favorite album of theirs. It's got my favorite song in there, Drain You. But like, I don't mm. know if it's, I don't know as a whole whether it's my favorite album. I, I like the boldness of Inuri a bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, what can more can be said? Like, we got another episode where we <laughs> we uh, sing its praises for the entire episode, so check that out. But yeah, yeah. Pearl Jam Ten is my number one album of the year. Before I give my number one. If I was you, mm. my five would have been mm. uh, Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger, okay. Chili Peppers' Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Ugh. Pixie's Trump Lamont, yeah. Nirvana's Nevermind, and Pearl Jam's 10. Okay. That would have been my five if I was to be boring and pick out the greatest albums of the year. Yeah. But my five of albums that I'd never really given a chance or didn't know about or didn't care about, uh, this one I... Is Crowded House, Woodface. Nice. I'd only ever had a best of. Mm. I knew like a bunch of other songs, but it was always just recurring dream, like yeah. the best of Crowded House. Yeah. And to hear like the album in four, I was like, these are all on one album. This is one album. It's a long album too. Like it's got, isn't it got like 18 songs on it? It's like, it's a, and that's not, it's not a remaster thing. Like I'm pretty sure the original album's got a bunch of songs on there. Let me look. Okay. Um, but yeah, I remember that that recurring dream best of being on in the store quite a lot. Um and me not being able to get the um she's not she's not the girl you think you are. Yeah. Oh man. Fourteen songs by the way. Oh okay. Um that uh and everything is good for you. Yeah. You know it took me like ten years before I could hear Eddie's backing vocals on that? Because I heard is he was he on, on it. Yeah. Oh, I heard okay. he was on it and I'd always listen to it in the car. I'm like He's not on there. He's not on there. As soon as I put headphones on, it's like there he is. There is a song Pretty on obvious. Uh, Bad Religion's "Recipe for Hate" where he sings an entire verse that I didn't know what he's saying because he sounds quite similar to Greg Graffin. Um, oh. And I'm like, and I was with like a friend, like we're not, we were still teenagers and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, apparently Eddie Vedder's on this song, but I can't fucking hear it. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's like right there. <laughs> <laughs> Same with him on uh, Drive All Night, the Glenn Hansard cover. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't hear him. I can't hear him. Headphones on. There he is. <laughs> this is quite obvious. Uh, cool. But, but yeah, great album. Uh, uh, maybe a touch of filler, but... Yeah, yeah. but like, I mean, me, when, you've got, when you've got like five or so, five songs that are like that quality, mm-hmm. shit, fill it all you want. Um, and my honorable mention was David Burns, The Forest. <laughs> For trying to be the Twin Peaks soundtrack. But not. Yep. We could have released in 89, I think, or 90. Like, that was... 
the Twin the Peaks. Forest. The Twin oh, Peaks one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my only other one, my only, uh, I had Sarah McLaughlin, Bad Motor Finger, um, Bandwagon-esque, and also uh, The Dream Warriors, and Now The Legacy Begins, um, and Spin Doctors. So, yeah, I, I'm, that's pretty good. I think we yeah. covered, like, we didn't double up. Like in... No. Well, in the movies one, we didn't double up at all. JFK. So, oh, JFK, yeah. Um, and Thelma. Oh, I don't know. What I'm so we had about. two. We had two in the films, none of the music. Um, yeah. I also I, had. I played it safe. <laughs> <laughs> I played it pretty safe with the films. Yeah. Uh, I had one. So last year we did. We started our awards thing. Yeah. yeah. Which obviously fell away. We don't know if it will come back. We're not doing that next season, though. It's, it's just too much work to keep track yeah. of things. If I will, we kept I will notes, tell you what is coming up soon, but yeah. Um, so we started out. So I had the. Carrie Ill's Scream Award. Yeah. For my favorite moment of 1990 was his Scream in Days of Thunder. Yeah, yeah. If we were to recreate this for next year, <laughs> my favorite moment was Max Caddy watching Problem Child 2. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming together of those two worlds. Yeah. Sorry, Problem Child 1, I think he's watching. He is watching Problem Child 1, yeah. Yep. And loving it. Yeah, which just says even more about the psychoticness of that man. <laughs> <laughs> to enjoy that film so openly oh my god I love it but yeah that was that was my standout I think of 1991 I think didn't love Cape Fear but that moment yeah yeah that's why I got two stars <laughs> otherwise it would have been zero stars um yeah looking back I think my my favourite probably would have been either the the Jim Morrison candidates or Lenny Kravitz <laughs> I'm sad we didn't have any uh, Billy Idol T2 like moments this no, year. No, or any um, uh, Bob Collins. Little <laughs> <laughs> Phil Hoskins. <laughs> There'll never be another Bob Collins. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about next season. So, firstly, we are taking a break. We're taking a month off. Um, we'll be back on June 16th. Um, there will be uh, a couple of bonus apps um, somewhere in the middle there. Um, these ones are going to be about the year 1989. Yeah. We are going to do a watch along from a movie. We might, and check out our Instagram because we're going to give you the choice of which movie we do a watch along for. And we're going to go through the um, albums uh, and possibly the movies of. Um, are we going to give uh, like good choices that we'll do a watch long or are we just going to pick out random films uh Should we just I pick things be, that we want I to watch i think it'll be a uh my list would be this this is the this is the, my top three or four would be either ghostbusters 2 mm-hmm. batman yep indiana jones and the last crusade crusade Hang so on. we're going to put that up on the instagram are you happy with those choices uh, let me just bring up the list and I'll let you know. <laughs> I also realized that like, um, in moments like this, we shouldn't vamp. We should just be quiet. Cause like half of the vamp stuff, I just cut out anyway. So <laughs> we, we need like a, uh, a code word for like, I'll just do this. Yeah. Okay, my list would probably be similar. Yeah. What like I would have all those. I'm just I'm just gonna spit off some of the potentials. Not what I would choose, but what I would suggest. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, like you said, Batman, Last Crusade, Lethal Weapon Two. Oh. Look who's talking. 
Nah. Oh. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. Is that 89? That was 89. Oh, man. I'm surprised you didn't... I guess no one wants to hear you cry in Field of Dreams. Uh, I wouldn't sully that with what, no. like talking to it the whole way. <laughs> um, Uncle Buck. <sighs> Giant pancake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the Uncle Buck. Watch along, Kevin. <laughs> uh, Little Mermaid. Mm. Christmas Vacation. Watched it recently because it was on TV and it was April. No, that's not one that goes on TV. Yeah, I know. That's stupid. Um, Canine. No, not that's, like that's you remember, dude. You should watch that again. I it don't is need to. not as good as you remember it. Uh, I almost said Twins, but that was 88. The Burbs. No. Good horror film. Uh, I'm, I want to give it, I want to keep it as, so Last Crusade, Ghostbusters 2, Batman, Batman, Turner and Hooch. They're the choices. They're, they're pretty different films. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could probably hear me cry in the end of Turner and no, because no one dies. I don't think you remember that film the way. Oh, I was thinking of canine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's go through. Better. So that's the break. Um, we're going to be doing a couple of um, eighty-nine choices because we're going to have some fights. Apparently, when I was actually um, creating the podcast, I was I was going to incorporate the word nineties into the title, and then I realized that like maybe we shouldn't because like you know. After the 90s are finished, we're probably going to the 2000s. And that means we can go to the 80s and it's going to be okay because we're still living in the past. You know what my mom said to me the other day? What's that? After you do the 90s, you should go back 100 years. Oh. No. No. <laughs> like, there's no celebrity deaths. The 1890s is just death everywhere. <laughs> the sports are atrocious. There's no celebrity gossip. Oh my what God. films are we going to watch? How are we going to Google this shit? Uh, no. Like Dorothy? The... No. Just Jack the Ripper. <laughs> oh, actually, I'd be, I'd be keen on that. Yeah. Um, so here's, gonna go, here's how it's going to go. So we, um, there's going to be a couple of changes. Um, we are going to go singly weekly. So we're not going to be doing two episodes a week. Um, we're doing a, we'll be doing one week is the month and the next week is the bonus. Here's why. We're both. We can't be fucked. <laughs> we both um, have full time jobs. Um, we both got families. Um, it's just like it's. It, we thought that sometimes maybe in this season, like, not the quality was dropping, but like it was just we were a bit a bit rushed. So occasionally, I don't watch anything. Yeah, so we're thinking. Um, the, and you've got a lot of the load. Like you watch a lot of stuff. You listen. You do a lot of research. And so do the can... editing and stuff like that too. So it's like, it's the thing of. Um, the episodes are also getting longer. You might have noticed. Um, we're thinking, <laughs> oops, that's fine. I mean, we can have over hour episodes. It's cool. But we're thinking that maybe if it's just one episode per week, then an hour's not that big. You know, because yeah. you can split up, um, do half at start, half the end of the week. I so mean, that's we, how it's we go. started out doing two episodes a week that are like forty minutes each. Yeah, and they've slowly turned into like an hour ten, an hour twenty. And I feel like um, the bigger, like the more releases and stuff like that come out, like more good films, more good albums, the episodes are going to get longer. So, this... so there's, there's no shame for us to talk for an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. So we're going to, um, so yes, you'll get less per week, but you'll get more per episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and um, we're also going to the, if you check out our social media, we're, so instead of our awards, we're both going to be choosing um, 
like a movie of the week and a an album of the week and we'll probably we'll be putting some stuff on the social media about those like you know facts and lots of stuff and you know we'll have a bit of a more of a focus of um we'll be able to delve a little bit deeper on things yeah yeah so that's the biggest thing it's the plan that's the plan but I will say, thank you. We've um, reached a bit of a milestone in our um, downloads too, which I'm really happy about. We've got, um, we've been getting a few more five-star reviews on iTunes, which I'm very thankful for. We didn't know how this was going to go, and it's been going really well. Um, we're having a really good time. This is the this is my favorite time of the week. This is you know. Yeah, I don't think I'm like obviously we're allowed to enjoy it, but I do sometimes feel some shame for how much i enjoy doing this and i should probably take more pleasure in other parts of my life yeah like <laughs> my i don't see my kids very often. <laughs> but yeah we're having a really good time uh making it um and um from what i've heard from a few people like they're they're, they're liking listening to it so we'll keep doing it um and even if people did stop listening we'll still keep doing it because i get to talk to my buddy about the 90s and that's fun yeah like we used to live together and we used to hang out all the time and yeah that's hard when you have lives and jobs so yeah this is a perfect excuse to do it yeah so um and we're not going to do it without like i don't want to hang out with you without a microphone it's, yeah, true. it's awkward yeah, it's attention aw- yeah the... i don't want i don't want to hear about paul touched my foot <laughs> <laughs> all right kill him <laughs> um so yeah, we'll see you again on uh, June 16th. Um, gives you some time to sort of catch up um, with the rest of our episodes. And um, oh, if you live in the greater Adelaide area too, you want to be on the show, living the, pos- living the past pod at gmail.com, drop us a line. Uh, if you Instagram, want- send us a message. Yep. Um, you can check out our best of 1991. Uh, playlist on Spotify by just searching Living the Past podcast and um, looking at the the profile the profile and then uh, if you want to check out all the movies that we covered this season there is a list on Letterboxd just follow PD Lumsden and until next season gosh it feels good to say that again you love saying the word season I'm never going to be in a I'm never going to be on a talk show talking about a TV series that I was like next not season. with that attitude Hey, how's this? See you in 1992. Got a catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) For a season. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back, and relax. Thanks.